was always trying to be what I thought they wanted me to be so that they wouldn't leave me. I wanted to be me and make my own choice for a change. I'm on the plane getting ready to fly home and I'm like, that's it. I met my dad and now it's just going to be over. When I first spoke with Bear, he was a little hesitant on sharing his adoption reunion story. Like many adoptees, he was dealing with struggles related to a lack of control over his own story. This theme often follows adoptees from the time they're given up for adoption to the choices made by their adoptive parents, and sometimes through to their reunion with their birth families. It can affect their sense of self, feelings of belonging, and their identity as a whole. He has been able to embrace who he is and settle into the person he's most comfortable being. He has support, acceptance, and love from members of his birth family that have impacted him in a very positive way despite these struggles. Here is my interview with Bear. So when were you given up for adoption and where were you given up for adoption? Uh, Okay, so I was born in San Diego, uh, California in 1985 and I was given up for adoption there. I know that my biological mom had really no intention of keeping me. Um, Her plan was to put me up for adoption right away. That's what she did. I ended up in foster care system for a short time before my adoption, sometime before I turned two years old. You have like a really unique first name. Is that something that was on your birth certificate? Like did your birth mother intend to name you that or did your adoptive family come up with your first name? So, you know, being adopted, it it was weird because I've had a couple a couple names. So my biological mother had given me a name, I guess because she needed something to put on paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I found bizarre because she, like I said, hadn't really ever intended on keeping me, but uh, she needed a name. So she gave me one name and then I was adopted and the name that my biological mother had given me was the name of the brother that I grew up with who was also adopted from another family. So they kind of changed my name again. My adoptive father used to call me Bear. Like that was like kind of my nickname and that just kind of became my name my whole life. And I ended up making it officially my legal name several years ago when I got into reunion with my biological father because I wanted a piece of both my fathers. I changed my name to Bear Hunt, which is for sure a bizarre name. I get quite a few looks and a lot of disbelief, but I have Bear because of my adoptive father and then Hunt as my middle name because that's my biological father's last name. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to be a part of really the only positivity I've ever really known. And I wanted to be me and make my own choice for a change. And Bear just 
represents me well and means a lot to me. So I'm Bear Hunt. That's really cool the way that that worked out. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really interesting that you chose it yourself and that you kind of like reinvented yourself when you felt like you knew your identity, like your whole yeah. identity. Definitely. That's- you know, I grew up like many adoptees, I'm sure, feeling like a complete alien. Like, I'm not from this earth like everybody else. I have no idea where I come from. I have no attachment whatsoever to my roots, uh, my origins. And then again, you know, we as adoptees, we don't have a choice in any of the matters of any of the things that happen to us. So I really wanted to kind of create myself and reclaim myself and be able to make some choices for myself where I had never had the opportunity to do anything like that before. I think that's awesome. Thank you. So how how did you find out you were adopted or is it just something that you always knew that was just common knowledge? Yeah, I always knew as young as I could remember, you know, quite frankly, that's one of the very few things I feel like my adoptive mother got right. She was always upfront with us about the fact that we were adopted. And then the communication and honesty kind of ends there. But uh, yeah, I, I always knew as long as I could remember. Okay. And when you decided it was time to start searching for your birth family, was there any reason that that time was important for you to start? Not particularly. You know, I am I am one of the people who was always curious. I know other adoptees to this day who have no interest whatsoever, but that was never the case for me. I was always, always curious. And it had kind of been a conversation. And I was told, um, you know, if you if you ever want to start looking, I'm here to help and, and we can do this together and we can figure it out. That wasn't really the case in reality when it was actually time to start, but it was always there. The desire was always there. And one day I just, I guess I just went for it. So your adoptive mother initially said she would be supportive of you searching? Right. Okay. And did she give you any information to start with? How did you end up eventually finding your birth family? So my biological mother left a packet of information for me. was very kind of generic. There wasn't a lot to it, but I had some things. I had some names, like first names and and some general info, some some background as far as where in the world my family kind of comes from. Yeah, I had a, a packet of kind of generalized info. So that was how I started my search. Okay. And the first person that you had found was your older half-sister from your maternal family. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And what was it like the first time that you contacted her? Honestly, like in many regards, I'm so lucky when it comes to my sister, it was like we had grown up together our entire lives. We immediately got along. 
we immediately noticed things about one another that reminded us of ourselves. There was a lot of commonality and and really love, like immediately. So how are you feeling at that time about going a step further and meeting your birth mother? That was that was a different story. I was not at all ready for that. When I decided that I wanted to start my search, just giving the little bit that I did know about my mother and my father and other members of my family, the only thing that I figured was for sure was that I had a sister. I had no idea what was up with my mother, if she was around even. Honestly, quite frankly, I had no idea if she was alive, anything like that. But I figured I have this sister. She's not very much older than me. She's got to be around. So from a little kid, rather than wondering, like, I wonder what my mom does. I wonder who she is. I wonder if she's rich and she's going to save me. Like, I never really thought that much about that stuff when I was a kid. I always thought about my sister. So when I found my sister, I wanted to get to know her. And my mother really wasn't on my mind much. And I wasn't ready for it. My mother actually had found out that I had gotten in touch with my siblings. And I didn't really have a choice because she reached out to me first. So at that point, I was like, well, I might as well, in spite of the fact that I wasn't quite there yet. It took you a little longer to find your birth father. So tell me more about that and about the first phone call you had with him. That was really awesome. Yeah, my my dad's my best friend. He's so rad. I'm super lucky. But getting into contact with my mother, like naturally, I think I was really curious at that point about my father, too. Because once I found out these people are alive and things on the surface seem to be okay, I want to know more now. I want to know everything I can and everyone I can. So I went back and forth for a long time with my mom about who she thought my dad might be. And it was always, you know, it was always, I don't know, or it was some sort of excuse or She was never really forthcoming and never really open about it. Never really, you know, if anything got any more in depth than the weather, she was out. She found an excuse. Phone call was over. That kind of thing. And we did that for a few years. We went back and forth for a long time. One day, I don't even remember the circumstances, but I was talking with her and I brought up my dad again. And I'm like, listen, like, I need you to share this info with me, even if you're not sure, even if you're guessing, whatever it is, this is important to me, and I can't explain it to you because you're not adopted, but I have a need and urge. I have to figure out who my dad is, just like I had to figure out who you all were. She ended up telling me that she feels like she knew from the second she saw a picture of me as an adult that she knew exactly who my dad was so that was aggravating quite frankly but I got 
through that and I, I think I sat on that info for a couple days or so and then I was ready to call my dad and I call him up and he answers the phone and I said, is Pat there? My dad's, my dad goes by Pat and he's like, this is Pat. Who is this? And I'm like, uh oh, like things are getting real now, <laughs> you know, and the nerves and everything just hit me. So after probably far too long, I'm like, well, it's a, a funny story. Like, I, I think I'm your son. And then he matched my pause with like the longest pause in the history of pauses. <laughs> and uh, finally, he said, pardon my language, but I'm quoting here. But uh, he <laughs> said, well, shit, I always wanted a son. And that was the like the first thing he ever said to me, aside from just introductory, like, this is my name, whatever. And ever since that day, that is the mentality that he has had. That is the attitude that he has brought to the table with me, with everybody he introduces me to, with his wife. I was pretty nervous when I found out that he was married, because that can really... Uh, put a damper on things if that person doesn't have the right frame of mind about things, but they have both been accepting and supportive and amazing since the very first day. At this point in our reunion, I am pretty confident that he's here and he loves me and he's not going anywhere, but it was not like that from the start. You know, I have trauma and things just like every other adoptee. And I was terrified at first, like, he's going to do exactly what my mom did. And he's going to just change his mind. And then it's going to be over. But uh, after several years at this point, like, he's still right there. I just talked to him for like an hour last night. He's absolutely my best friend. And really... When I think about love, I think about him and really only him, honestly. He's the best. I'm super lucky. That's really beautiful. How long after you found him did you meet him in person? And were you like really nervous leading up to that? Oh my God, yeah. I was like nervous to the point where I was kind of making myself physically sick the nerves were ridiculous and like I said you know at first I am not trusting whatsoever almost fighting progression almost fighting building a relationship because I was scared I was scared that he was gonna just go away so it took probably two maybe even three years after we first got into contact for me to be like, all right, like I'm ready to actually see this man in person. And it was exciting and terrifying. And it ended up being like, I don't know. I don't want to sound cliche or annoying or whatever, but it, it was a defining moment for me. It is still a huge deal for me. Yeah, I mean, it's basically giving you a clearer picture of yourself, like your whole self. Right. So I can 
I can definitely understand that. Um, so kind of early on, your dad's side of the family had a family reunion for you. And that was really sweet. And that was nice for them to welcome you into the family like that. But was that really overwhelming for you? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a surprise. I had little to no warning. <laughs> and I totally get where my dad's coming from. Like, I don't want to scare this person. Yeah. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the very first time that I ever met him, I flew out to where he lives. And like, I met, obviously, him and his wife came and picked me up from the airport. And I didn't, like, as soon as I saw him, I felt like a weird comfort, but I also felt like this is a little awkward. Like I need to get through this first few minutes and start to feel better. But yeah, I mean, overall I felt really good and we drove from the airport to his house. And for the first couple days of my visit, it was really just to him and I, which was the best way we could have done it so i got really comfortable really quickly with him which does not happen it typically takes me a really long time to warm up to people and to situations but i i got comfortable really quick with him and next thing i know like we're going to my my mamma's house my grandmother my dad's mom and we're having a family reunion and there could be 20 people there or there could be 200 people there and we're just gonna see how things go <laughs> i don't know the exact number but i felt like i met thousands of people that i was related to yeah. probably you know 100 150 wow. maybe close to that 200 mark but either way it was a lot yeah. but everybody welcomed me Everybody was excited. I lost my grandmother. It'll be a year uh, right after Thanksgiving this year. But I got to meet my mama and have a beautiful relationship with her. She had grandkids, great-grandkids, and great-great-grandkids. And I was able to be welcomed into that and be a part of it. And it's just one of the many things about this whole ride that I'm amazed at and blessed for that a lot of people who are adopted don't get to experience. So I try to hold on to those positives. So after that whole experience and you spent that time with your dad and then you were going home, did you feel more of a sense of things are going to be okay. This is going to be a good, positive relationship in my life. Honestly, I left my dad and his wife hugs and kisses and the whole deal. And I was sad to leave, but I'm on the plane getting ready to fly home. And I'm like, that's it. I met my dad and now it's just going to be over. Like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. 
and I'm going to be alone again. It was devastating leaving him. So even after that amazing experience, I still didn't trust that people were going to stick around, unfortunately. So when you spent a couple of days with your dad and you guys got to really bond and hang out, did you notice like any anything that was similar with you guys, like personalities or even opinions about things that you guys really got along on? Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I am like his exact carbon copy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, everybody says that we look exactly alike. I think the only two people that don't believe it are him and I. I don't really see it. He doesn't really see it. But as far as physical appearance, like, I don't fully see it there, but pretty much every other way possible, we're the same person. <laughs> like, we have the same mannerisms. We walk the same. We talk the same. Mm-hmm. We have the same sense of humor, you know, same beliefs. We have the same likes. Like, I have a ton of birds. And I always thought it was a weird thing to be into. Who likes birds? I don't know. It was like a bizarre thing. But I get that from my dad. And I feel like, obviously, I could only get such a weird thing from my dad. I know so many people (laughs) who are scared of birds. And I can kind of see it. But I just have this huge love for him that I got from my dad. Motorcycles, I have a huge love for them. I have two motorcycles sitting in my garage as we speak. Nobody rode motorcycles in my adoptive family. Nobody was into them. People were scared of them. They thought they were a bad idea, whatever it was. But I get my love for riding from my dad. All of these little things that I never really thought about really helped me feel grounded Mm -hmm. and really for the first time in my life helped me figure out more about who I actually am and where I came from, which is, that's a, that's a huge gift because like I said, I grew up as an alien, completely disconnected from everyone and everything. So that was huge to find those little things that other people wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah. Are you still in touch with your sister and your biological mother? I haven't spoken with my biological mother in several years. The last conversation we had was devastating. She said some really nasty things, and I made the choice at that point not to speak with her anymore. But I am very, very close with my oldest sister. We speak quite often. So I I still have her, yeah. So you said that your dad is your best friend. So obviously that relationship has evolved in a really positive way and you guys are really close. And it sounds like the same thing with your sister. You don't have any siblings from your your father, correct? (laughs) Not that we know of. (laughs) We always joke around and say there's got to be more knees out there running around somewhere, but it (laughs) has not yet been confirmed. So how would you say that your life has changed having met your birth family, like positive and negative? 
And do you feel like you have a more complete picture of yourself now? I definitely have a more complete picture of who I am. Just for one, because I'm finding out where I came from, but also finding out where I came from and getting to know my dad has kind of given me the strength to just figure out and be who I am. I think as a kid, as an adoptee, I was always so scared that it was going to end again. Like my adoptive family could give me up at any time. And I was always trying to be what I thought they wanted me to be so that they wouldn't leave me. And obviously age is a big part of it, but really the majority of it just comes from finding where I came from and being able to kind of settle into this person that I am as far as positive and negative, like obviously I can't stress enough. The, the relationship that I have now with my dad is the greatest gift I could ever get in life and relationships with other members of my dad's family and discovering things that I probably wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Uh, so there's that positive really in, in all aspects when it comes to him and that side of the family. As far as negatives, you know, I lost my mother. A lot of people might not realize that, might not think of it that way, but I suffered a loss. And I have a hole in me because of that loss that will not ever go away. Like, I will carry the loss of my mom and the fact that she doesn't want anything to do with me until the day I die. There's nothing that will fix it unless we can fix it. And she, unfortunately, is just not willing. So that affects our effects rather most aspects of my life unfortunately and it's just something that I have to carry and and try and cope with well I hope that someday she is ready to do the work that needs to be done for you guys to have a relationship because that's hard for you to have to carry that yeah I have tried and tried and tried my entire life to fix something that I didn't break. And uh, it's just, I can't think of anything, any other way to explain it other than completely devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not what you thought you were going to get. You know, you didn't think it was going to be something that would, would turn out to be so hard. Right. Exactly. Given the experiences that you've had, what kind of advice would you give people who are entering the journey to, to seek out their birth families? You have to have an open mind, for sure. You're never going to be fully prepared for any possible outcome. You need to realize that. But I think you also need to prepare yourself the best you can for whatever could happen. Um, 
I thought I was repaired for losing my mother a second time, and I was not. I don't think you can be fully, uh, but you have to be prepared for any outcome, as hard as that is. Uh, and really, like I said, just have an open mind, be open to experiences. I had to let go of a lot of feelings that I was holding on to before I started this process because inevitably you more than likely don't have your story fully right and you got to be open to hearing everything that you thought you knew and be ready when you were wrong about it I guess uh, that's that's what I learned anyway that's what I kind of had to take into it and take away from it yeah, so kind of like you have to be ready for anything and prepare for exactly. the worst, but hope for the best, kind of. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for articulating what I could not. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. Thank you for having me. It was really a lot less scary and really, uh, really helpful for me. I appreciate it. If you or someone in your family has been touched by adoption and would like to speak about it, please email me at whathappensafterpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out the Instagram for the show to see pictures of my guests that they were so kind to share from the reunions. Listen next time to find out what happens after. Thanks for listening.